What's up, what's up, y'all? This is Lita Johnson. I'm here to talk about the Sixers. It's a breaking podcast. The Sixers have acquired Montrez Harrell from two-year deal with a player option. I mean, the Sixers just deep, y'all. Deep. Montrez Harrell can back up Joel Embiid. People are talking all. It's always something people can say. Uh, he wasn't that good. Uh, he's not that good defensively. Yes, he is. I don't care what stats you bring up. This man affects the defense. He's physical. He's great in the post. Good live guy for James Harden. Post moves. Was sixth man of the year with Doc Rivers. It's all good things to say. Just like you can say bad things, you know, you want to bring up. Also, you have to bring up the good things because <laughs> they outweigh the bad. This is a big sign. This is crazy how deep Philly is. Who's backing up Tobias Harris? Now Paul Reed can move to his natural position and play power forward. Paul Reed, 6'9", can shoot the three ball. Don't have to focus on guard and center, which takes away from his natural skills. You know, they're not going to put a five out there to shoot all the time. Only guy that can do that is Joel Embiid because he's the man. He's a natural, gifted guy. So, he's the man of the team. Paul Reed has to be there to, you know, and the big thing about being a, a backup center is playing defense. And what can you do in the post? Can you add a scoring punch? Paul Reed has to be able to float around, be a stretch five type of guy. That's what he is. He's going to be a big time backup because now you got Nyang, you got Paul Reed. Um, sometimes you can put Thibault House on certain situations at the four. But now they got two backups for P.J. Tucker and Daniel House and Matisse Stiebel. Stiebel, yes, he can play shooting guard, but most of the time he's playing, you know, small forward. That front court is just deep. Like, that front court is very nasty right now. Then you're looking at what can they do with the guard position. You look at Harden, you look at Maxie, right? But you still got Milton and, and, and Milton. Now, it's people always throwing in, oh, we can, they're going to put Thibel over there. and Nobody's counting in Milton. All the work that Milton put in, like what games were y'all watching? When Milton averaged nine a game. Milton hit a 32-point game. 32-point game when starters were out. Milton always steps up every time. He steps up in the playoffs. He always steps up. Do we have to go back to games? No, because you ain't been watching. Everybody been busy complaining about the Sixers instead of watching who's really been doing something. Shake Milton, Tyrese Maxey talks about how good Milton was. Remember the press conference when he talked about how Milton's been a mentor. He's going to be a big part of the Sixers' future because of the one big thing is because of the relationship he has with Maxey. He almost went to SMU. Maxey did, like, because of Milton. He even called SMU Shake Milton University. That was great. But that that is the four-man rotation. Y'all can say what you want. Oh, Isaiah, Isaiah Joe's going to get his time because he's evolved. He's going to be the sharpshooter for Philly. He's going to get his time. Um, will Jaden Springer get some time? He's going to be a little bit more in the um, – I say he's going to get time this year, more than he got last year in the regular season. But he's not going to get more than Milton. But I'm not saying that can't change when the season goes on because Jaden Springer is a very talented player. That that could change. It could be a trade to where Milton gets traded. So that could change. 
that could change. That could definitely change. Uh, he's a young guy. It's his time. His time is now. So, yeah, that could happen. That could happen. Um, Isaiah Joe definitely going to get some time in there. But Milton and Milton are a dream to have backing up. Now you got Milton that takes the pressure off Milton from being the only big-time scoring guard coming off the bench. He's the only guy. Milton was the only guy, really, that stayed consistent. Only time he wasn't is when he was hurt. And when he came back off injury, what happened? Instant impact. Even in the playoffs, once again. So the Sixers are right there and they're ready. They're ready for it. Um, you got Trevor and Queen if they decide, who I think will be in the G League with the Blue Coats. And, you know, Trevor and Queen's another guy that can play defense. Um, and a guy that's evolving. He, gets, he has to get better with a more of an accurate shot in the NBA three-point shot, but he can get there. It's not like he can't because he's not afraid to score. He's not afraid to drive. Good free throw shooter. Uh, Furcon Korkmaz, what do you do with this? He, it could be a trade. It's just a lot of guys that can trade now. Korkmaz just has to get in there and play. They have to see him play. They're going to let him play. He's going to get time. I mean, Rivers is always going to defend Korkmaz. Korkmaz got a little inconsistent. Who knows what happened, but, you know, Milton took his spot more... Um, other guys, you know, coming in there like Corkmire's time, they go down. But Corkmire's can play. You just got to give minutes. Different matchups that it, that saw Corkmire's, you know, but Corkmire still got his time last year. Different matchups that are considered different lineups, but Corkmire's can still play ball. But what makes him dangerous is that now he doesn't have to be dependent on to be the second option anymore off the bench or, the, or, make, or, or a possible first option. He's not one of those guys. He's going to be like the third guard considered or even the fourth sometimes with Isaiah Joe evolving. Because Isaiah Joe is going to take his spot eventually. I don't see Cork Myers being there. Who knows if Thibault, Thibault, they like Thibault, but his offensive game, they want to see what happens. And I still think Thibault and Cork Myers can both get traded. Definitely can happen. Could Milton get traded? Yes, Milton could get traded. Milton's probably one of the guys, you know, out of all three of them guys I named, who's, well, Thibault's number one because of his elite defense. But Milton, I mean, anybody would want him on the team. And what makes him expendable is Milton can play both guard positions, and then you could put Joe to back up, and that could be your two guards. That's what makes, that's what makes, that's what makes, Philadelphia is so good now. Like, just the roster right now. Just the roster right now. You got on the bench. You got the first starting five, right? Let's start with the starting five. Tucker, Harris, MB. Um, Tucker, Harris, MB. Maxie Harden. Okay, it's the first five. On the bench is House, Fiebel, just talking about the front court. House, Dibble, Nyang, Reed, and now Harold. That's five guys. Right? Then you got the other five. Joe, Corkmise, Milton, Milton. And if they want to say who? Who you want? Springer. You can do that. That's 15. 
It's 15. Just if you decide to stay with a lineup, you can put Bassey. Even if Springer don't, if you want to put Queen in there and just let him be the fifth guard. You know, and it's crazy because the court miles can be your fifth guard. I don't know if y'all know basketball or not. We're talking about inconsistency. We, we know that. But any bench, any playoff team would love to have court miles on their team. Just to be a ninth, ninth man off the bench. Just to be a ninth man. A guy has been in the playoffs. He scored in the playoffs. He's hit game-winning shots. Any team would love to have court miles. Any team. What makes him expendable, the Sixers have so many other guys like Joe, like Springer, like Queen that are younger, and it's time to put them in there. I mean, Cork Myers is a vet now. So, you know, you're looking at guys who are evolving, and somebody has to go. It didn't sign to a long-term contract. Same thing with, Mil with Milton. What you got Milton now and Joe, You can Milton is expendable. He, he can be traded for someone. He can be traded. So this is, you know, another another big thing for the Sixers is the decision on Ross. I think it's trades are going to happen. I think that could happen, though. Do I think they get Markeith Morris? No. Not now. I think that's totally done. Markeith Morris? No, that's out of here now. Now they got, they got Montrez Harrell, who backs up. He backs up Embiid. That's perfect. It's perfect. I saw a podcast with somebody talking about Montrez Harrell. It's on YouTube. I forgot who they were. I didn't even see the name. I just saw the headline. Montrez Harrell is one of the reasons why Doc Rivers got fired. I, I didn't even want to look into that. Like, are you crazy? Like, for one, he's not with the, this is not the Clippers organization no more. Obviously, that team, just like other teams, you know, the, the Brooklyn Nets, you know, some teams don't jail fast enough. They don't jail fast enough. And just because you got, it's crazy the pressure LeBron James has put on the NBA because now it seems like, now it seems like that everybody that gets super players like has to win the championship or it's not even good anymore. You know how many teams, like ever since LeBron was doing it, everybody wants to group up people. He's a trendsetter for real. I mean, he's, everybody's trying to, and if, if nobody succeeds, they're, they're, they're not good. You, you, everybody's not LeBron. Kawhi went to Toronto. You know why that was such a good fit? Because Toronto had already had players that fit. They already had been together. They went to war. So now you just fit a star in there, and boom, that can happen. And who did LeBron, like, the, Lake, the, the Warriors were hurt. And who did LeBron have on his team? I just want to say, like, you got to look at things. Kawhi had the perfect position, the perfect the perfect roster. Now we talk about Embiid and, and, and Butler. Oh, the Sixers didn't do. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. You gotta have chemistry like Toronto had. When Philadelphia made those trades, Butler, those guys got with the, when Butler got with that team, it was like a middle of the season trade when you get guys like that. Tobias and Butler. It was like middle of the season. You know how hard it is. Then you got young, uh, two young stars and Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid who still was wet behind the ears. A lot of pressure was on them two guys. I, it was that's how that that's what happened. Too much pressure was on there. Then, you know, we know Ben Simmons played bad in Atlanta series, okay. But for you know, for people to come down on him, yeah, this young star ain't no ain't no young stars winning championships. Who are we talking about? Steph Curry. 
Like, how long did it take him, Draymond, and Clay to win before they actually won the championship? Can we get that one? Are we comparing Ben Simmons to Steph Curry? Because, you know, we're talking about shooting. We know what, if you know what type of star you got, what, what is this? What are we talking about? Like, when you look at what's going on with the Sixers now, how many teams are going to be able to compete with them at that, with that type of bench? Because when you come off the bench, just think about it. Daniel House is coming off the bench. And Nyan, you got scores coming off the bench. All the Milton, they're coming off the bench, and they're coming off firing. Milton's coming off the bench. Just right now, by looking at these teams, they're coming right off the bench. They're firing. They're firing. Then you got Harrow in the middle who can defend the five all night and can score. But remember, he wasn't just a defensive uh, claw. He was the sixth man of the year. We forgetting who Montrez Harrell is? So now, you're looking at this team. Then you can throw anybody in. Can, we, I'm just talking about house and those guys. We're not talking about Fiebel coming in, being the elite defender. We're not talking about Isaiah Joe being a sharpshooter. We're not talking about when Cork Miles get, because nobody will even, with Harden, with Harden and, and, and Maxie being the point guards all the time, they're always going to want, somebody's going to always be on the floor. And sometimes they can throw Milton in there, I guess, but I doubt it, because Harden and Maxie, one of those guys will be the point guard with any unit they roll with. So you got Cork Miles coming in there. Cork Miles is going to be a better player next year around so many decoys, so many guys that they're going to forget about Cork Myers. Cork Myers is not going to have that pressure. You're not even going to feel the pressure of him not scoring because you're going to have other guys doing it. So when Cork Myers comes in there, it's like, uh-oh, him too? Him too? Then Paul Reed comes in there. It's going to be so good for him to come in there because Harrell and them guys are already going to impact the game. Harrell, Niang, House, you got five one now. With Harrell being an extra body, you can throw Reed at center sometimes to let Harrell go to forward or whatever. You can do so much... Paul Reed is going to really eat next year. Charles Bass, he gets a, it looks like it's another year. It's no doubt he's going to get another year with the G League. It's no doubt. The thing is, is it going to be Springer and Bass? Yeah, I think Springer does get more time in the G League. I think that's what happens. I think Springer gets more time in the G League. And Bass, they want them to develop. I think that happens. I think Charlie Brown Jr., Possibly get some more time in the G League. If we're looking at Michael Foster, we'll see what happens. I mean, Champagne, uh, Julian Champagne, he has he has that two-way deal. Um, the Exhibit 10 deal that um, Foster has, he's going to end up being in the G League with the Sixers. They're not going to let that type of talent go. Muhammad now, he's on the – we're going to see what happens because Miles, Miles Powell really played good in the summer league, and he was dynamic in the G League. So what that's going to do for him, it's going to put him on the team. I don't know if Muhammad will make it. We'll see what happens. Maybe he gets released and still signs with the Blue Coats. I mean, you still got Kareem Maine and, and with the Blue Coats. Still got a lot of guys who are, who are being practicing keys. A lot of guys who are productive. Will he get time to be? At the, we'll see what happens. But I think he ends up being in the G League just now on a two-way deal. But Michael Foster, I think he gets a two-way deal. It's no, no question. No question he earned that. Guy looks like, I mean, he always, everywhere he goes, 
he proves himself. He did it in the, with the Ignite, and now he did it in G League. So just with the limited touches he got, I think he should have got more touches, more time, more minutes. You know, um, also to talk about the Sixers. The, I mean, not, not the Sixers, but the Eagles. The Eagles go against the Lions, and the Lions have DeAndre Swift. They have Jared Goff, but if we're looking at this team, if we're looking at this team, there's no way that the Detroit Lions, I mean, I know they got uh, St. Brown and they got um, DJ Chalk, but there's no way they're going to be able But golf is a good quarterback. Not to say this is an easy win at all, because it, golf is a good quarterback. And Swift is a heck of a player from Philadelphia, another PA guy. So it's going to be a good game. Lions and the Eagles. Lions and the Eagles, they're going to get down, and it's going to be one of those games. So, when you look at the Eagles, it's going to be a, a – what I'm looking at is golf versus Hurts because he's going to have plenty of matchups against quarterbacks. Will he be the – will he outperform golf? Uh, Swift and Sanders, Sanders is ready to go. Um, I don't see no cornerbacks on Detroit that can mess with that can mess with um, the receivers. AJ Brown and Devon. That's always going to be the problem. When, out of anything, even the offensive line being so elite, even Miles Sanders being as explosive because he is one to me one of the top five running backs in the league. I don't know if I say on purpose, but he can do it all, catch, run. He's got to stay healthy. Um, they got a three-headed monster. They got a three-headed monster with Boss and Scott. They got Kenneth Gainwell. Oof. They got, I mean, man. Then you bring in Trey Sermon, which is crazy. You bring in Trey Sermon, which is crazy. Like, you actually bring in Trey Sermon. Like, that's a, pow- a power back. You know, so. And, and people are saying, oh, he's not that. What are you talking about? Oh, they, they don't need him to be a thousand yards. They need him to be a power back. Get them short yardage runs. Make the defense wear down, you know. With LeGarrette Blunt, it was more like he was a guy that could also get yards, but he carries people. You have to bring him down. He's a power back. You have to bring him down. He's the type of back that can carry defenses. Like, and what I mean by that, it's going to take more than one little hit to put him down. It's going to take a couple of people to bring him down. He's a straight line back. That's what made Jordan Howard so effective. Jordan Howard, you're going to have to hit him extra times. He's going to carry you. That makes defenses tired. When you have to hit a back, put your arms around and bring him down, a stronger back is, that's it. They have three running backs that can rush. They're not looking for a first, second, or third running back. What they're looking for is, what they're looking for is a guy that can get those short yardage plays without having to throw Miles Sanders out there, without having to throw Gainwell out there, without having to throw Scott out there. Smaller backs to try to get shorter yards. When a, a bigger back can get those yards more than a, a big back, more than a little back. And then you're going to have to use the guys you're going to use all game. 
I mean, this is big for this team is built. Like Trey Sermon's gonna come in there and be an absolute weapon. That's the one nobody's really talking about. They're talking about Chad, uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. They're talking all this about those guys. They're talking all that. They're talking everything about these guys. That's what they're talking about. But they're not talking about Trey Sermon. That's gonna be the. That was the ultimate signing they needed. They didn't go for a trade. Trade who? Trey Rager, Ray Trey Rager for picks, which was unbelievable. You got now you got you know extra picks in this draft and the next draft. This coming up draft, excuse me, twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four, which is a good trade. So this makes this team totally like in each position now. Because remember when safety was wasn't the, now safety is a strength. Marcus Epps is a a very play, a player to watch with all types of talent. Chauncey Gardner Johnson is for real. Now this team is totally different. Jacquez Tart and Harris looked like they were going to be the starters. Now you upgrade with two young guys that are ready to come in right now and do what they do. It's big. You're not really looking at um these guys like you used to when you first came in, like the draft. Even it's crazy because, like somebody said, they was already upgraded. They already was upgraded. They was upgraded during the draft. Even when you was like the safety and all that. Even before uh, you had James Bradbury, he was like, "What are you gonna do?" But with AJ Brown, this looked like, and, and the guys they brought in, this team was already hyped up. Just just then, just then, then they got Bradbury. It's like, oh, that's when it was a really a complete thing. It's complete. Now you bring in Sermon, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, and you trade Rager for two more picks for, for a loaded draft next year. You know, Philly can make a trade and just move up and get a star, whoever they want now. With two first-round picks, you have that type of – you have that leeway to get a star. So against the Lions, man, I see – do I see a blowout? Yeah. I, I you know why I say that? Because when golf throws their ball to these, these receivers – you know, they're talented, but you're talking about Bradbury and Slay. I, I think they're arguably the best cornerback tandem. If It's probably – and I'm not even looking at rosters. I'm just looking at talent. There ain't too many dudes. It's not too many – it's not too many – cornerback tandems in the whole entire football league that are talented like these guys. Slay has work. He's, he's put in work. He's been one of the best for a minute, and Bradbury has too. This is These are guys with war wounds. They've been to battle. They, they have a resume, so it's not like you're bringing in guys that haven't done it. Like, just look at the past, the years they've been in the league. Look what they've done. Look at the, the, the look at how many Look at the average people that have caught touchdowns or the, the passer rating against them or passes defense. Like, these guys, these are two of the best. Two of the top ten cornerbacks in the league are right here on Philly. So it's different. Then you got Vontae Maddox. <laughs> and then Zach McPherson, who you thought could be a, corner, a starter, is not no more. He's your fourth guy. Then you bring in a rookie. Like, this is a good team. This is a real good team now. But me calling the Super Bowl, I'm not going to do it yet. I'm going to do it like I did 2017. I'm going to wait for wins to happen. 
And then at a certain time of the season, if they get to a certain part, like I'm going to put it like this. If Philadelphia is 10-3 and in 13 games, I could call it. If they're ten, if they're if they're ten and if they're eleven and two or ten and two, if they win eleven and three, get eleven games to be eleven and three, that's different. I'm calling them. I'm calling Super Bowl. It depends on who they beating. We gotta see them beat some meaningful teams. Like I said, when 2017, when they beat Denver up, when they beat a defense that elite, they beat them up. I said them boys are Super Bowl ready. So that's gonna be big for this squad, man. It's gonna be a real big thing. Uh, Jalen Hurts gonna have a big game. So what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna Tap into y'all later on. I'm going to tap into y'all after Sunday. That's my next podcast, and we're going to talk about these Eagles, and we're going to talk about these Sixers even more. I'm out, y'all. Leader Johnson. Follow the leader.